Hello and welcome to Quicklink Podcast on Thursday the 22nd of July. It's the eve of the Ilkley Grand Prix, so we've got our promised feature-length interview coming up after today's news and results. We speak with Russell Rouse, the owner of Spirit Bontrager BSS Rota, to give them their full name, recently announced as a recipient of British Cycling's latest brain fart, the Elite Development Team status. We chat about that, what it promised and what it probably hasn't yet delivered, the team's history, the challenges of last year and the ambitions for this. But first, today's headlines and great news from the Women's World Tour team Canyon SRAM. They will be starting an eight-rider development team for 2022 with a focus on improving diversity and inclusion in the women's peloton as well as providing another pathway for young riders to reach the highest echelons of the sport. The CMAC Ladies Tour is one such race those riders will be looking to target in the future, with the World Tour race confirming its programme at the end of August. The biggest stage race in the Netherlands on the women's calendar returns after a year's break due to the Covid situation will be held from the 24th to the 29th of August. A prologue will kick proceedings off in Eder before the race heads from Zwolle to Hardenburg on day two, there's another time trial on Genep on day three, then stage four finishes in Weert. Days 5 and 6 finish in Zweighuizen and up the Postbank respectively, with the final two days providing the real climbing challenges. And to today's racing action. 180 kilometres today as the Tour de Wallonie remembers that hills exist and sets out to tackle most of them between Waimes and Erezi. Three classified bergs en route to a finishing circuit which tackles Côte de Beth three times. Just over 2,900 metres of climbing today. The two stage winners so far, Dylan Groenewegen and Fabio Jakobsen, tied on time atop GC with four other sprinters at four seconds, Gaviria, Hofstetter, Hermans and De Bont. He's in the purple jersey, Groenewegen is in the orange leader's jersey, Jakobsen is in the yellow points top. 46 points on offer for the climbers today, that contest currently being led by Tom Paco. Loic Vliegen picking up the first 10 of those points today, then Gianluca Brambilla was first over the day's second climb for 10 points of his own, before three Belgian riders finally escaped off the front after 40k of racing. Florian Vermisch of Lotte Soudal, Tom van Asbroek of Israel Startup Nation, he won a stage of this race back in 2014, and Thomas Josef of Tartaletto Isorex. And that was the order over the day's next classified climb. Gap almost about five minutes at this point towards the descent in towards Chiele, and Befe, and the start of the 40km finishing circuit, which they would complete twice. Van Asbroek first over Chiele for 10 KOM points, putting him into the virtual polka dots. And then, with 50k to go, I went and walked the dog. Checked later and saw who won. Ah. Well, congratulations to Stander Wolf taking second for AG2R, third for Alexis Renard of Israel Startup Nation in a three-up with Fernando Barcello of Cofidis, who took fourth, and Pascal Enkorn of Jumbo Visma in fifth. Then Maxim Bang heels on his own for sixth, and then the first group was led home by Alexandro Covey, with Wellens, Menten and Capio completing the top ten. Shame today's stage was cancelled. Uh, what can we do? 206 kilometres tomorrow from Neufchatel to Fleurouze. It's not particularly lumpy, but there is a 6% climb 10k from home, but looking at the profile afterwards, it should come back together. To France and day two at Alsace after yesterday's prologue in Salzheim. Today the race headed south from Colmar and over the Swiss border to an eventual finish in Altkirch. A steady 80k before the race ramps up to a trio of climbs climaxing with Lucelle before descent through the Vieux Ferrette Valley to a finish after 163 kilometres. A big bunch finish where sadly our boy Sammy Watson unclipped on the final corner 200 metres from the line. He was sat second wheel at the time. The win was taken by Arnaud Delis of Lotto Sudal, Thio Manat, 
second for Vendée U, third for Ben Turner of Trinity, an excellent result for him. Martin Urainstad of Unimex just pipped Lewis Askey of FDJ. He was just held up by Watson's unfortunate incident, shall we say. They were fourth and fifth over the line. Ninth for Watson in the end, and a huge what-could-have-been moment. Hashtag good sensations, hashtag thanks for coming, hashtag we go again tomorrow. That is 143 kilometres from Vesoul. It's all nice and gentle. There's a little lump at Cote de Montagne. And then, oh, a finish up Planche de Belfi. Good luck, lads. So, same as we were with today's stage races continuing. And we also have the Ilkley Grand Prix. That is being streamed live on YouTube. Check the social feeds for that. I think it's being broadcast by Velo29 Events. It's sadly the second and final round of the National Circuit Series. We talk about that with Russell, the GM of Spirit Racing Team, in our chat coming up. It's an hour long, so do get comfy. There's a couple of audio issues with phone reception. Most of them were fixed, and unfortunately there's some stuff which you just aren't able to hear, unfortunately. This interview will play out the show, so until tomorrow, ride safe and take care. Well, I do have discussions with, obviously, British cycling, um, but it's literally... You're having a conversation and they're nodding their head, but um, it's the old, um, it's not the lights on, but no one's in, but it's a very similar feeling. <laughs> um, because, you know, the, the people you end up um, having to uh, deal with within the, uh, the affiliation or the, or the governing body, none of them are given any authority. They're all given titles. Yeah. But they've got yeah. no authority. So when you're talking to them, you assume you're going to have some sort of... Uh, effect and they're going to take it on board whereas they just not but then it doesn't nothing ever changes because they literally i don't actually know what they're actually the purpose is because they don't seem to do anything so yeah everything yeah. has to go through 20 committees and be approved on the board at the, uh, the agm a year later so nothing there's never any change is there no it's, ne- it's never going to change and it's and it's and it's and it's from a from a point of view with the with the Conti stroke um, where we sit now, it's um, it's just been a, a constant um, constant disappointment. I think is the term I would use. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I, as I said, I don't know how you want to structure the chat. Do you want to have a chat like this, or do you want to? You, you got any questions? Okay, I was going to say let's talk about a little bit about the history of the team. Um, so I think this is your twelfth season of racing. Yeah, it's it's it seems to have gone on forever. A um, little bit of my background: I I, um, uh, I came from a cycling family, and I started riding a bike when I was nine. And I raced, I raced all the time up till I was twenty nine, but not at anything phenomenal level. Just, just How do you enjoy last year? it. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and I and I ended up. Um, my problem was I was a little bit of a party animal at the same time as trying to race a bike, so I never actually quite got the two in. In tandem, um, but I, um, but I, but I, you know, I, I used to, you know, ride the regional events, and that I was a reasonably competent rider. And then I just completely drifted away from the sport, um, and I only came back into it in about, I think it was the year two thousand and one. Um, my wife suddenly said to me that she had a, she had a, a mate up the road who had a husband who wanted to go out riding bikes, and I just stared at her from my. Um, 15, 16 stone body. I just said, you're having a laugh. I've done that one. Anyway, to, to, to fast forward, I, um, it was a very quick story because it can go on forever, my stories, because I'm a bit like um, 
uh, Ronnie, Ronnie Corby when I start. Um, <laughs> I, um, I, um, I got back into riding, got myself fit and started racing. But typically me, I wanted to set my own club up and then I decided to start setting, setting a bike shop up. So I set the club up originally and the bike shop I was originally in partnership with, but that was another problem because I'm, uh, you know, I, I just couldn't, uh, couldn't continue on the partnership for, for various reasons. Um, right. Okay. The, cl- the, cl- the club, the club was um, was okay, but I, I identified a couple of riders, and one of them is Mark, who now still works in my other business. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we started doing a few decent races, but um, when we first started, we were we were sort of um, at the back of the field and crap, to be fair. But um, <laughs> I, I gave a ride to a guy called Joseph Metalki. You've ever heard of him? He's he's um, a massive Paralympian, well paracyclist now oh okay because i i remember at a race he hopped over to the third prize prize in the in, a, in an able-bodied race and i realized he'd won the bunch sprint with one and a half legs you know with a sort of prosthetic leg and yeah. i thought oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. uh but anyway so the irony of it is i, I remember taking him to the lincoln grand prix which i'm sure you were aware of and yeah. um he got top 20 with one and a half legs, you know, with a prosthetic leg. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I didn't even get any recognition whatsoever from any of the, the, the usual suspects and Larry and all that lot, all coming around going, oh, and I go, well, the real story is this, like, look, I said, yeah, yeah. the irony of it is, I said, I was having a few beers with him last night and also he drank one bottle and, and one gel and he still got 17. And he, and he, couldn't, <laughs> climb, he couldn't climb up Michael Gate with... Um, out of the saddle because his prosthetic leg that he's still working on falls off if he gets out of the saddle. So that's oh, right. yeah, okay. So, <laughs> so the, the irony of all that was he, he then got top 20 in the, in the premise about four or five times. Yeah. I got no rec- we got no recognition and eventually he left my team because he wanted me to solely sponsor him and he went on to become, if you look him up, he's about yeah. seven times world champion. I still speak to him and um, and um, Olympic gold medalist in, in the paracycling. And his, yeah. his actual goal was to be a world tour rider with a prosthetic leg. Because he, he, he's unbelievable, this bloke. But I said to him, it was never going to happen because he was, getting so, he was getting sores on the end of this stump when we used to ride. Oh. I think he just wouldn't be able to take the, the mileage, you know. And, and he found that was, you know, that was the case. So that was our first bit of success. But typically, with the racing, we were still sort of like um, the poor relations of every race. And then we started to get better and better. Um, then obviously I identified um, Hennessy, Jacob. Yeah, he's a nice guy. But I, I, you know, I, I don't know if he, he ever admits it, but I, I was the one who introduced him to the, to the big time because um, I saw he'd won about five races in a row as a sort of fourth cat, third cat, second cat starter. Yeah. So I always remember yeah. saying, ringing him up and saying, do you want to ride in my team? Um, I said, I'll give you a bike and, you know, some kit. And he sort of like fell off his seat and sort of didn't realise. I think he was 18 at the time. And I think that was the winter, the winter before he won the Josh Wadley for me. And um, the first race he ever rode me, he won it, which was only a second cat race. But I suddenly thought, this, this yeah. guy's a bit special. But obviously then he, he won Josh Wadley and then he won that uh, Skipton GP for me and he got first under 23 in the Lincoln. But we still never got any bloody any any, uh, <laughs> any publicity for it. And then he obviously got offered the GB squad, and the rest is 
Maui's risen and come back over the other side. <laughs> I think it's a turmoil juice. Um because he's not um, he's not really kicked off. Um and that was well, that there's a reason for that, but I because he didn't he, he didn't listen to how I think he should have moved forward, but then that's the thing I find, you know, if you if you you know, they take they take um, very much uh, they listen to people a lot yeah. of the time and they think that's gonna um, be their uh, be their path to glory, but I tend to point out to a lot of these riders who don't choose us that where they particularly are going could be potentially bench warming material rather than actual headline acts, which is um, which is what happens a lot of the time. So then we just kicked on. Obviously, we got better and better um, because. So we're about 2016 now or so with Hennessy. Yeah, yeah, we just got better and better. Hennessy left. I had a I had a guy called Ed Clements who was particularly strong. Um, he went off to Australia for the winter, came back and then beat everyone up in the first few races. But but typically, Ed, he um, he was also a bit of a playboy, so ended up sort of training until about June and then literally going off the, off, off, off the ball every time. But when he was on it, he was as good as most people on his day. And, uh, you know, he won a few of the sort of headline acts, the Gimba, the Seventh Bridge, and all things that we were sort of scoffed at. Um, yeah, I think I saw him... That. Win or yeah. place at um, what's what was the old longest one? Victor Berlimont is that the one? Victor, Victor Berlimont, um, I think he got up there one day. Obviously, we subsequently won it with Rupert, but he's another. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Martin and Rupert, and um, and in the you know while this was going on, I had an awful lot of people approaching me, and quite a few of the people I turned down in terms of riding for me. It became a bit better than I anticipated them being. This is the other thing about how you know I've turned down quite a few riders that have become reasonable riders going yeah. forward. It's very, very difficult, um, you know, at our level. But my level was always to to attempt to be UCI, um, but I yeah. wasn't that precious, and I'm still not that precious about it. But I sensed if we were going to get the publicity we required, maybe going forward, it was something I needed to, 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 to search for. But I didn't want to bankrupt the, the project just for the sake of my... Of, of an ego and yeah then, of course so then you know moving forward i um i started to get riders that seemed to be able to cut the mustard and this was the problem in the bigger races and understand how to to ride the bigger races and then that's how our um how, how our how we developed you know i can go through sponsors and all that sort of thing but they you know at the moment we don't have any sponsors apart from BSS, Bontrager and Rota, but um, basically all the ones that started with us, they, they, they've diverted off to, uh, to to other people, but that's just probably another long story if we go on and on about. But um, we, um, you know, we've always run a very, very small budget and I've had, you know, very new, you know, numerous conversations with people and they can't believe how we can do it on such a small budget. Um, but basically, you know, moving on, we, we, we you know, we found Rupert who, who, then started giving us success um, more than people, you know, the biggest problem with Rupert, he does not ride in big bunches. Yeah. All start to the back, but if you, if you give him any... Um, Rupert, Rupert Graham, for the sake of everyone listening. Yeah, you, you can't put him back. He's, um, he, he's, he's uh, ridiculously difficult to, uh, to reel back in. You know, I've seen him destroy fields at the national B level. Literally, I remember the first time 
he rode for me in the Roy Tang, he put four minutes into Madison and Holdsworth trying to chase him down solo. Uh, and that was in a 50-mile race. And I remember, um, I think it was Colin Sturgis and, uh, and Dean Dan just staring at me at the finish going, well, who's that nutter? Um, <laughs> um, and I think we saw Rupert win the Roy Tame. It must have been three years ago. Because he was on that mad run. We had, like, Perth's, yeah. I think he, yeah. Seven he Ridge, Primavera. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it just um, you know, one of his most, his quality rides, in my opinion. We, we went to a um, stage race, the Baltic Carcassonne, I think it was called, uh, north to south of Poland. Because I've obviously felt that the only way we're going to compete with the big boys or the perceived big boys is conditioning. It's not always ability. It's getting the right conditioning. So I've been thinking outside the box over the years, how are we going to improve our, um, our condition? And, uh, you know, it's, it became obvious you're not, going to, you're not going to get up there racing the, uh, the National Beast Circuit and the one man dog circuit in the UK. You've got to go and mix it with the, the UCI um, stage races. So we've, we've, we've built up, and our first one or two were interesting. You know, we went to Algeria. That was an interesting stage race, interesting place. Lovely people, but completely bonkers. So, um, but we we took Rupert to to Poland and on the stage I said we'll give it a dig and see what you can do and uh, he attacked with 50 miles to go and before that year it was four minutes solo and we were having the whole Uno X and a couple of other teams shredding the bunch to try and pull him back and they pulled him back with three kilometres to go and uh, with hardly anyone left in the race and didn't know what hit him and when I said to one of the managers from one of the, one of the Swiss teams, I think it was, no, it was a Swedish team, that, um, that he worked full-time 45 hours a week and trained seven hours a week. He just stared at me as another one that just thought, we can't do You know, you can't do that to people. You know, you can't destroy people at that tempo having a full-time job. Um, which leads me to another uh, thing that I find a little bit farcical, as I say, about the scene, all the full-time, full-time boys, which... Um, I'm just one of these people that thinks that you're going to hit the big time if you can't win running or you know, having a job you're never going to win without one so um, you know that's, that's really where we, where we are on that one um, so we're fast forwarding now obviously we had high hopes of a, a real cracking season you know I genuinely believe that um, that, our, that our race program was, was, was not only good it was probably the envy of most teams because I'd made such good networking with the European See, um, but it's all gone a bit west with with COVID, like for all of us. Yeah, because obviously you you went to Rhodes, and then it yeah, all went, went to shit to, after that. Yeah, yeah, went to Rhodes, and you know we 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 were really um, we we well went to Rhodes, and um, you know George on the, I, I took a a, a, a a test rider as well, Kieran Savage, um, yeah, or Savage, and they both rode exceptionally well because um, it was a hard race there's Uno X in that as well mm. and um, we got eighth on the Queen stage um, with the guys doing exactly what I told them like Dave Bolland got in the break and the other guys rode for George it was as lumpy as anything and obviously in February for our type of riders who don't have training camps and all this archie malarkey um, it was an impressive performance and you know we were really looking to start you know, kicking on from there. Um, 
but it's obviously all gone to what's it. Yeah. Um, so we've literally sort of, probably in some respects, should have should have should have parked the team in hindsight and then regrouped for next season because this season is just it's frustrated me more than it's inspired me. <laughs> yeah, okay. And that's been for a number of reasons. Um, yeah. um, you know, this elite development team status is. Yeah, the, I was going to come on to that. So that was introduced this year by um, Eric. I've got well, I, 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 Eric Russell and I had. A, oh, I got I got contacted, and and you know they they probably wouldn't admit that I had anything to do with it whatsoever. Maybe I didn't, but it's bizarre that I had a I had a, an afternoon. I invited Eric down to down to my place um, to have a chat with him. We had lunch and what have you. Yeah. Um, well, he he wanted to know me, so I invited him down. I said, "Well, come down and see him." He was, he was good, good, and he's a nice lad, to be fair. And um, um, he's left now, obviously. And I went through all. I went through all the things. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Obviously, what he would do. And I went through all the things that I felt that needed to be resolved. None of which potentially have been done. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I tried to obviously, and I've done since. This EDT status is is it's not really done anything for us because everything that we were you 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 inspired to with an EDT status we were already enjoying. Yeah. You know, they putting us in the they were putting us in the races. So. If we're not EDT, would they still put us in the races? Probably. Um, but now we're guaranteed in the races. We've got all the, all the stuff in place because all the stuff you have to have in place, we already had. Yeah. Um, but I went along with it because obviously I felt, well, it's hundred. I think it's £150. I, I don't know what I was paying £150 for because it's, it's farcical. But, but, it, but, it, um, but it ends up, um, as I say, being something that you can... Um, you can suggest because what we were finding, you know, we, we go abroad and, and we ride these races like eighth in, in roads. And you, you look at the results and it's got George Kimber eighth and we hasn't even got our name of a team because we're not even you know, on the UCI because yeah. like we're not UCI registered. So it's like, and that's rattled your cage before, hasn't it? With, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've, we, we've, we've, we've had that with, with, with it all the time. It's, it's, it's just, I just think it's very disrespectful because at the end of the day, if you got up there, what what? It's like when we used to, you know, when you when we were riding, not that long ago, I was absolutely convinced that we were riding the national series races, and the commissaires were definitely putting a car between our team cars and the UCI team cars. Yeah, right. and we were absolutely convinced of that because it was happening every. It was funny. There was six, there was five or six UCI teams. All of a sudden, the seventh time car in the convoy was always, always, always a um, a commissaire's car, and I just I mean, couldn't yeah. understand what was, you know, what the fascination was. Not not from the from the, but what 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 they were trying to what they were trying to prove. It was it was as if it was trying to be a club. You know, originally when I started this 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 game, and you you race these bigger races, not the UCI races, totally different ball game. Yeah. But when you when you arrived in the, the British National Series, it was it was like a club that you weren't in, and you yeah, were never that, you yeah, were never yeah. you were never going to be in it, and um, to the point where you literally it was it became farcical, and to the point where we, driven by my sense of humour, just used to just used <laughs> to use it as a as a springboard to just laugh laugh our heads off at the races and just 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 treat it as 
some sort of, uh, you know, it was farcical. I couldn't even, I, that's eased off a bit because I think particularly with my team and, and me, they haven't had any choice but to accept I'm there. <laughs> so, so now we haven't got to the stage where we're combative in the last yet of these big, you know, national series road races, but we're getting very close now. And um, the only so really... yeah. sorry, carry on. No, yeah. I was going to say you've got some good boys that could get in for the finish and stuff. So, I yeah. Think, yeah, I think I have, but on the other hand. At the moment, I don't think we will because we just haven't, and I'm not sure anyone's going that well, we just haven't had the conditioning to, to, to be there. You know, yeah. you've, got to, you've got to have, in these big races, and I'm, you know, I'm preaching to people that obviously know, the first hour, you try and get in the break, and it's a bit manic. That's what, that's what everyone tries to do, and that's what you do. Yeah. That's all about positioning. You know, I've drummed into my guys, positioning, you know, knowing the circuit, knowing the combatants, and that's, and that's that. Then you try and, and ride as a team and protect your leader, and then you try and position your leader for the last hour of the race. Now, yep. what, what, what we've been able to do over the last probably two, two and a half seasons pre-COVID is get ourselves into the last 20, 25, 30 riders. But what we've struggled with in the, in the, in the one-day national series is getting that last five or six who go at the end. Um, and that's where our next, obviously, journey is because once you get into that last final selection, which is normally the last 45 minutes of the race, nine times out of ten, mm. yeah. um, then you can start saying to yourself, well, we probably will podium then. Now, if I, if I take, my, take it back a few years, when I said to somebody who used to help out in a team, that I'll podium in one of these races one day. Look at me as if I was literally a heroin addict. It was, um, <laughs> it was like, what? And you've given that up as well, haven't you? Yeah, that's right. I, you know, and, and that's years since I've done any of that stuff. So, um, so it, you know, and this, this is the whole irony of it. It's like there's some sort of, um, um, it, it, it's literally like a, you know, I feel sometimes in the early days, I was like a, I was like a dog walking into a, uh, someone's house and yeah. soiling and soiling their uh, carpet. It was like we're well, not allowed to be in here, and not only you're not allowed to be in here, you've soiled the carpet. It is a bit clique, isn't it? Uh, it? It's not as bad. Well, they, I don't find it as bad as it used to be because, as I say, I'm in a fortunate position. I don't think they've got any choice now. The one thing I do still find very irritating is the is is the fact that these guys. I know it's serious, but to the point where they are literally um, so up their own asses. They're doing a double somersault and disappearing. So it's, 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 it's it, and that's what I can't get, I, that's what I struggle with. I struggle with the fact that, you know, is it a full-time job? No. This is me personally. No. Do I make any money out of it? No. Do I spend a lot of money on it? Yes. What am I doing it for? Am I doing it for me? To a degree, because I enjoy it, but I'm certainly trying to find a pathway for riders to try and be noticed. But the chances of them being noticed in the, in the UK scene at the top level is quite difficult because it is very much the um, domain of journeymen that, that can't quite make it up to the, up to the real top level. And that's, that's the struggle you have. Um, you know, there's a lot yeah. of good riders, don't get me yeah, wrong. That's interesting you say that, yeah. 
But they can't, you know, they can't cut the mustard at the big level, otherwise it'd already be there. And it's interesting, yeah. you know, you, re you listen to a lot of these riders and you think, well, so I've got a theory on the, you know, on the big boys' races. You either, you either can win at big boy racing, you can time trial at the best, or you can sit on the front, on the flat, or on a climb. If you can't do any of those at the top level, they don't want you. And if you think of some of the riders that win at our level, yeah. they, probably, they probably can't do any of those. That's why, no, they, yeah, that's yeah, why yeah. they actually don't kick on. You know, look at the riders. You know, I don't name names. It's a bit nasty. But look at the riders you see recently that have, that have somehow got contracts. And I think probably because somebody else is paying their salary. But uh, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Well, they've, they've bought the coaching. Yeah. Yeah. And you think, like, they're not even getting a ride. So, you know, and then you suddenly see them turn up in a national bee and riding around. It just all seems bizarre to me. I don't, I don't I, you know, I don't begrudge anyone having a go. Like, this is sport is a very, very hard sport. I would say it's the only sport I know where you have to train like a dog to be crap. Um, <laughs> uh, um, um, yeah, well, you do, don't you? You know, there's people who yeah. train 20 hours a week and are useless. And I feel sorry yeah. for those people. They're trying. But it's a very, very hard sport to be any good at, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's one of the hardest sports to be any good at. You can go out, like I play golf, go out and have a nice game of golf, play to a reasonable standard. If you try and do that in cycling, you, you, you sort of, you'll see them disappearing off the road, certainly in a bunch race, and you think, well, you know, you five miles. So, <laughs> so, so, yeah. so it, it, it is a very, very odd odd sport in that respect um which is why i think it probably attracts quite a lot of odd people <laughs> yeah. so um so moving on that that's really where we sit at the moment you know i'm i'm doing i'm i'm planning behind the scenes to to try and have a real good program in 2023 that's uh, 2022 um yeah. which will be mainly you know i've committed to the national series i'm not a great lover of the crits because to me Yes, okay, but to to use them as a um, as a benchmark for ability is a, is, is 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 a bit odd. Um, you know, when it used to be, you know, tour series, and if you're no good at that, you can't get in, a, in the tour of Britain. It was like, well, how does that have any bearing? Yeah, how, how are six one-hour crits your ability yeah. to do a, a, yeah. an eight-day six? Yeah, yeah, I'm with yeah. you. And the, and the other thing I find odd about the tour of Britain and the tour of Yorkshire is the, is is some of these UCI teams, I'm looking at their squads and I'm thinking, blimey, really? And I won't know who they are, it's been, been obvious. You know, there's one or two that will be able to just about cut the mustard. The one or two will easily be comfortable, but there's probably three or four of them that might struggle in the squad. I'm looking at other squads and I'm thinking, even if I was UCI, if I paid the money tomorrow, I don't think my squad's good enough to even bother turning up. Yeah. And, uh, and, and I think, I could probably point at one or two of the teams and say, you're the same. So I don't know what, what you've told your sponsors or what you're trying to achieve by being UCI. Because I can't see any advantage of being UCI in the UK other than getting in the Tour of Britain and Tour of Yorkshire. I can't see any... There's, there's no other reason to be in it. There's no reason to be in that UCI club. I don't see, don't see what they're doing it for. Um, so, yeah, so, talk, so leaping frog... Oh, sorry, or leapfrogging from that... Yeah. With the new elite development team that the BC did, uh, decided to introduce this year, yeah, has that brought you any benefits at all? Because 
Um, the idea sound, sounded great. However, I don't I don't see those teams on start lists. And I know well, I know you had a bit of a start list dilemma a couple of weeks ago. Well, the problem is with, with the with the elite development status, it doesn't give us any kudos be, it doesn't really alter our platform because we'd already made a name for ourselves and achieved the level of organization and rider ability to be worthy of a start place in the big in the in the in the national series. That's yep. the road and criterium series. That is the only that is the only status it has any currency. It doesn't have any currency below that. So the reason what you were alluding to about the um the the, the, the starting um um you know what, what I fell out with a what obviously an organizer about was clearly something that I took up with BC, but it, it fell out it, it sort of didn't fall on deaf ears, but they had no no mechanisms to do anything about it. So basically you have National B, as you know, and National A. Now, National A are supposed to be, the, obviously, the, the creme de la creme. And, and that's, the, you know, that's races of a certain standard. And obviously, typically in this country, it's just the National, it's the national Road Series, the road, National Road Race, and the, and the National Criterium Series, and probably, I suppose you could argue, the Tour Series. Yeah, it's just like um, 12 races in Yorkshire, that's about it. Yeah, 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 because they're the only places that the, the, the local authority are prepared to put any money in because they don't need to down in the south because they've all got loads of money. So there's no regeneration required. So that's the only reason they're all up north because, you know, they've got money that they can give put at these things, whereas they don't spend it on that down here. So to answer your question, there is no advantage whatsoever in being an ED team for us, in my opinion, other than a slight bit of... Kudos at these 12 events. But kudos we probably already had because of our positions in the races where we were constantly probably the first or second best, what I call true amateur team to all the, to, to, you know, in these races. Like the, the elite development team was meant yeah, to give so you all this extra exposure, but I've, I've not seen any of it on BC's website at all other than... Well, well, the, well, the, the selling point was they, no. The selling point. You're quite right in that they were going to help us promote our teams to try and secure more sponsorship. Yeah. The irony of the conversations in the first place, they honestly thought that some of us teams had reasonable budgets where we were paying expenses and we were paying this and we were paying riders and we were getting all free equipment. They are so out of touch with the reality of trying to run a team like ours, and I suspect even a UCI team, it borders on, are you for real? You know, no one's got, no one's got £100,000 cash budgets knocking about. I'm not even sure some of the UCI teams have. So, yeah, yeah, I don't uh, think so. So, so. so that was the first laughable. So to answer your question, has it brought us any benefit? The honest answer is, at the moment, No. Now, I suspect if there was a member of British Cycling here, they'd say, well, yeah, but you're getting this and that and that, and you're getting it guaranteed eight-man races. In. Well, we're getting that anyway. This is what I'm trying to say. We, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's nothing... What I, so the reason I, I was disappointed the other day, and I, I obviously reverted to tight, which is my, <laughs> um, my um, dry sense of, uh, of, of humour and also to be fairly black and white and blunt, 
But the one thing I pointed out to most people who asked me, at least I was contr- contrite enough to accept I was a dickhead and also, <laughs> and also contrite enough to, 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 to try and resolve the situation because what people didn't realise is the, is, the, is the messages I got left on my phone and the emails I got sent from the particular yeah. person that I didn't bother going into, or, but that particular person just got the ump because I, I've got a, one or two disciples on social media, as I call them, so they obviously were laughing at him and he couldn't handle it. So, so basically, I said to my riders that it's difficult because obviously I consider National B below as to be club racing. Yeah. It's still hard to win, and I would never knock anybody from winning one. I'd say, look, you've got to be a good rider to win any, any bike race to a degree. Yeah. You've got to be reading you just what's put in front of you, don't you? Yeah, you can only beat who's there, and you've still got to be good. And if somebody says they're easy to win, the first thing I ask them is ask them how many they've won, one, and nine yeah. times out of ten, yeah. they haven't even won one. So, yeah. so, so they're not easy to win. Um, but I said to my guys, half of these races are blooming two, three, f- fours as well. Um, the category system is a complete waste of time for us because half my riders don't get any points because we're riding at such a high level and don't even blooming finish half the races we ride. So, so I asked BC to scrap, to scrap that particular um, badge of honour, as I call it, for riders in elite development teams and just give us, say, a first cap licence guaranteed just so it's, it just helped us. And they, they, they said they couldn't do that, which I thought was farcical. But anyway, so... I said to my guys, look, I don't enter any of the races below National B. We don't have the budget. I used to, I used to go to them, but we've moved on from there. And I'm not, as I said to them, I'm not sitting there going three hours to watch two of you ride a, a race with one man his dog at the finish. I'm just not doing it. I haven't, got, <laughs> I haven't got the time. I ain't got yeah. the motivation. So if I around the car park, that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, if you, if you win the money and you share it between you, who's there. If we win money at the races I enter and the big races... We, we know, we, we do that. You know, we, we share it out. We put it back in the team. That's what we do. Yeah. So, anyway, so I said to them, look, don't go stupid. I said, you all live in different parts of the country because I've got them spread about now. I said, look, just pick the races, one or two of you at a time. Let's not be arseholes about it because what happens is, I said, we'll go and enter five or six riders. Some of you won't be on form anyway because you haven't been racing. And basically, you'll end up turning up to these races and then one bloke who's really pinging but rides for his, you know, wobbly wheelers down the road or it's just a single blow that doesn't want to be anything won't even get a ride and I said I don't think it's very fair yeah, yeah. So, we, so, so we made a plot uh, you know a little pledge amongst us we wouldn't enter more than four riders in these national bees so two of them entered this this particular race yeah they both, they both told me on about three four days before the race yeah we're not going to name it are we no no we're not naming it no we're not naming it they told me three or four days before the race they didn't get an entry so I so the thing that upset me was the typical thing that the reason I got upset about it is because the guy said he'd taken a broad, broad sweep of, of 130 riders and picked 80 and we weren't in it. And I said, well, you can't be taking a broad sweep because you've taken teams of six riders from five, six different teams. Yeah. That's yeah. why I got the ump. I spoke to BC. They couldn't do anything about it because they don't have any control over organisers at that level. And that's, and that really is the frustrating thing. So from an EDT point of view, to bring it back on point, that had no, no currency at all at that level. It, but, you know, I could have been Mark Cavendish asking for a ride and he'd have probably turned it down. Who knows? It was... Yeah, um, that it was seems the, 
failing of the system that if it's meant to be the second tier of national racing, and obviously no offense to those who are EDT or racing Nat Bs, you yeah. just thought, just give them six or four, or in your case, well, you said two and two can't make it, give two to the other side. And then other teams turn up with, you know, you know the usual suspects turn up with yeah. six. And I still get why they were doing that, because if they didn't get away with it, they didn't get a ride in. Well, we were in a race a week before, where 10 turned up from one team. <laughs> but it was like, you know, and I had three riders in that, and I thought, is it, what is going on here? Mm. And I, I, you know, I could, I'm not looking for favouritism at all, particularly. You know, I, I, you know just because I've got this EDT thing, I still maintain that at the end of the day, you are as good as your, as your performances. Not yeah, necessarily yeah. your results, because I think sometimes people get a little bit carried away with results. They are important. Of course they are. But your performances as a rider dictate everything. Well, yeah, absolutely. That guy's been in a break all day for 80k. It finishes exactly. 21st yeah. in the bunch sprint. How do they know that? Yeah, yeah exactly. But we sit there yeah. and go, that was a cracking ride. He only got caught with a kilometre to go. Or yeah. Something like that. Yeah, that's, that's what I look at. But I, I, you know, as I say, it was just, it's just disappointing. You know, it's disappointing when you turn up the car park and it's been literally taken over by about 44 camper vans and, <laughs> and, 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 and 500 um, cars from, from one team. It's like, yeah. you know, that, that used to be the, the, the norm. And it was like, oh, dear, it's, 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 it's disappointing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I just, I, just um, I, I don't understand what, you know, the problem we've got at the moment with, with the system is that we've got, an awful lot of races next season will be will be put on, but I guarantee there won't be a lot of them will not be allowing. This is at regional level. Yeah, Most yeah. of them are, will, will exclude elite and first cats. I don't know why, but they will. Because yeah, most yeah. Of them, when you look at these races now, you go, oh, "There's a race," and you think, oh, it's third and fourth. Yeah, well, there's yeah, a race. Second, third, and fourth. So after people who who are, are of an inkling to get, you know, results and that, can't even enter them. Yeah. So then you go, well, 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 what's that all about? I don't know if that's some sort of reverse psychology because the other, because these other people can't get in the other races, you know, on the other spectrum, like, you know, the bigger races. I don't know. It's, 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 it's very bizarre. Um, but that's, you know, we, 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 um, we, we, we're going to continue trying to push forward and, and you know I've got a few potential irons in the fire for sponsors and what have you but um, okay. the, the, one of the problems we have getting riders is that every time I identify a young rider he invariably will plump for a UCI team if they've given him an inkling of a, of a, of a ride but then I've monitored their progress and nine times out of ten the particular rider in the UK based UCI team is a bench warmer, so he then either yep. drifts drifts out the sport or doesn't kick on at all. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't see particularly where the development is, apart from I suppose you could all a genuine under twenty three team, which I think possibly Trinity is. So that stifles my my um, my um, you know trying to develop riders. But what I've been finding, obviously, is that, you know, the, the sponsorship has been very, very difficult to obtain. And yet, 
unless I'm completely, um, they've won the lottery, some of these teams, there's quite a few of these other teams that are getting quite substantial sponsorship. Um, and I go, well, I, well, I don't know how they're getting it because I can't get anything. And I don't think that's yeah. totally my uh, off-the-wall personality. <laughs> <laughs> it just falls on deaf ears. Yeah. Um, so, because I don't see any of the social media. Like The thing about sponsorship, I've so many times I've sat down with people and said, well, what do you actually want us to do? And you don't get yeah. answers. You know, I'm not a social media guru. So if I sat down with somebody and they said, well, you know, I'm going to give you these wheels, I'm going to give you these tires, I'm going to do this, I'm going to give you these bikes, and what I want you to do is that, that, and that, we would do it. Of you don't get anything. What you do get, and what we used to get from one or two of our previous sponsors, is a critique of what we hadn't done when we'd already asked them what they wanted us to do. So that okay, was, that's interesting. That was always a bit bizarre. So you go, well, okay, so we've done something wrong, but you didn't ever tell us what you wanted us to do. So, so... It is very, very difficult, and I do look at, you know, I won't say I'm envious, but I do admire people, believe it or not, while, I, while I'm a skeptic about their reasons and, and, their, and their team lineups and how they're developing riders, I am, I am um, um, sometimes, uh, you know, I do, I do applaud their efforts of some of the bigger teams or perceived bigger teams of what they've they've achieved you know I, I think one or two of them have achieved yeah one of them has obviously got a massive you know 150 year old bike brand behind it so they've obviously cash rich and um and and the other team you know it's been developed as a, you know they are a good team there's no doubt about it yeah um, but i still don't quite get my head around what they're doing to develop youth which is what i'm well, not necessarily youth but youth probably the wrong word but Newbies, newbies, new stars. I don't think you can always say youth because, you know, you might find somebody who's been like Rupert, an ex-rower, you put him on a bike and he suddenly is a champion. So yeah. the trouble is with all that, um, all that Chinese whispers, and, I, you know, it may not be Chinese whispers, you might know more of the facts than I do, but I, <laughs> I, 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 I speak to one or two of people that I know and, you know, they're not getting paid. So, so if you're not getting paid, I don't quite get my head around how you can call yourself a professional because my understanding of a professional is it was your form of income. If you were doing that, you're a professional. You know, yeah, you're, but it looks like an Instagram, doesn't it? Hashtag professional. You know, Hashtag I would sponsors. I would find it outrageous to put professional cycling team on one of my vehicles because I'd go, well, I don't think so. <laughs> um, you know, we're just about learning to be amateur. So, so <laughs> with some of the comments that come out, so oh, um, professional yeah, podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. Your professional podcast. If you earn any money out of it, you can call yourself professional. If you're not earning any money out of it, I don't think you can. It's as simple as that. Oh, I think yeah. we're about seven pound forty up from Veloskin endorsements. That's good. Well, yeah. yeah well, well, yeah. you know, that's, I mean, that's not going to pay the mortgage, mate. But that's probably seven pound forty more than some of them are earning. Yeah, because, you know, I, I've, I've spoken to him. You know, I had a one particular rider once say, so I'd get a top 10 for him. Give me £500 a month. Eh? What? Why would I want to do that? Yeah. Uh, and then the same rider two years later says he's riding for one of the teams on nothing a month. But then he's, yeah. not, even getting, then, but he's not even getting many rides. And I'm going, well, why don't you just ride for us for nothing and be the top, the top rider? And then yeah. perhaps you even 
your profile would even go up because you'd actually be the protected rider and may even win a prem riding for us. <laughs> Plus all the prize money on the way. Yeah. Yeah, it's all very bizarre. But but I think as you say, it's 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 living a dream. But it's a it's a bit of a you know, as I say, it's probably turning full circle where I go around about yeah, I've got one or two full time riders. I don't believe them I don't believe they should be full time riders. Yeah. But they're not causing me a financial burden. Yeah. So I don't care. But if they were, yeah. if they wanted my advice, which they get, you know, I don't coach my riders. I, I'm, some people say I do coach them because I coach them tactically and mentally, I suppose. I'm, I think I'm quite a good motivator. I think that's the term I would use. And I'm pretty good at organising things. And, you know, we're, not, we're very rarely completely... We've got more of a plan than we look like we have when we turn up. Um, um, if that makes sense. Um, but I don't, but I don't coach them because they've all got these conditioning coaches. Um, but I, I ask them all the time, but you know, one of my riders got the, you know, didn't hydrate very well the other day in the heat. And I said, well, what, what was the point of having you coaching? What's he doing? You know, I don't, I don't, I don't don't get, I don't get it. You know, and they're all paying, you know, everyone's a coach now. I thought about becoming a coach. Oh, yeah. If you get your Cat 1 license, mate, you can become a professional coach. Well, I've got the training. I've got the... I've done the Should training. we do it? Well, I've done the training courses already. I've oh, okay. Say, so, I'm I've, back down to Cat 3 now, so I reckon... Oh, I, 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 you don't need to be... A, I don't think you need a first category rider to be. You need to go on the BC training courses. I've done all them. I am a fully, I'm a fully qualified idiot. And... Uh, <laughs> You know, I, I've also got a wheel. I, mean, I can drive a car and throw bottles at you, but you'll have to tell them what to drink. Well, I've got a full, I've got a, a wheel building qualification, the highest one, one of the highest ones you can get. And I've also got the, I, I can't even remember what it's called now, the ATG pr- training for bike mechanics, but you wouldn't even want me to pump your tyres <laughs> up. That's how, e- that's how easy it is to pass a course. So, yeah. so um, you know, that's the thing that um, is a bit bizarre about it, but I don't believe in full-time bike riders. I think you need to go and get a job, pay your way, and if you're any good, you'll still get up there in it's, a race. Yeah. And then, you, then, then, then when, you, when you can move to the big time, if you think about it, the race program, that, the reason people are full-time at the top level is their race program is intense and their draining blocks are intense. They yeah. need time to rest. If you're riding the, the sort of race program we've got and you, can, <laughs> you, you, need, you need to have a full-time full-time uh, training and, and rest routine, I think you're probably weak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is, is, is what I would suggest. But then I suggest lots of things that most of my charges stare at me and go, well, you don't understand, Russ, do you? I do. You just came 23rd. So, so um, you know, we, it's all, it's, that's the other thing. You know, if Rupert can do it on a full-time job, then <laughs> that's what you can do. So, so talk to me about your team for 2021, because we've chatted to Tom Cousins, friend of the show. He's not too far away, Oxford way. Um, chat to me about the boys. Who have you got for this year, and what's what's well, the goal? Well, our goal, and I don't, I'm not 100 sure it will come off. We're riding the obviously the Ilkley Criterium on Friday night, and yep. we, were quite, we were pleasantly surprised how well we did at at. at um, at Otley, we did better than most if you look at the team rankings. Which yeah, was... yeah, it's certainly up there. Yeah, I think um, I'll show that you know against against you know the moneyed Conti teams. Did yeah, a, we, we know, can hold our own. Fair crack there's, only, there's only two teams that that that, that frighten us. Um, 
Yeah, and, 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 and it's Canyon and Ribble. They're the only two teams yep. that frighten us at our level because they're good teams and they've got some good riders. You know, I rate some of the riders in Canyon and I rate some of the riders in Ribble. You know, you, you can't say that some of them aren't quality riders because they are. Yep. Uh, of, our, of our plan going forward, obviously, our next step up is to get top 10 in these big races because we haven't done that yet um, in terms of the big, you know, one-day um, yeah. series races. So our leader... Um, See, I think you get a top five in this easy. I think, I think. Well, we want to get top five, but but our leader is going to be George Kimber. We 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 rate him very very highly. Yeah, um, he's a good lad. He spent a bit of time with Zappies. Wasn't really for him. He's come back. He's very bright. He's at university, but he's a very very. He's also the road captain, and he, he and he's done very well at calling the shots in roads and and also performing. So that's been very impressive. Um, to back him up, obviously, I've got some, some, some of my own journeymen, like um, Fraser Carr and Jordan Peacock are the two, the two, the two, the, the, the two bits of glue that, um, that, that, that hold the team together in the big boys' races. They're the ones who can come back to the car, get the bottles. They're the unsung heroes. You've never heard of them, but they're the ones you go, hang a minute. He's the bloke who helped him get back on after a puncture and all yeah. that. Never get anywhere and never think, oh, there's half the time. <laughs> Although Jordan did win that... Um, Normal, that national time trial on a normal bike the other day. Um, but that, and then you've got, um, obviously, Rupert's not got the commitment anymore, but if he turns up and he's on a good day, we would, ele- we would elevate him as joint leader because he just has the ability to... He's as strong as an ox, and he's got a well-tour engine. He, he's, he's the strongest bloke in a straight line you'll ever meet because he came ninth to national time trial, you know, beating yeah. Stanard's time, beating... Few years, a couple of years ago, Pidcock's time. He's, he's a strong, strong boy, but his bike hand is bloody awful. So, so at times he struggles with that. Um, um, we've got, um, we've got obviously from a from a speed and youngster position. We've got Tom um, Cousins. Tommy um, Cousins, yeah, friend of the show. Obviously, very, very strong. Um, still yet to to um, do anything particularly because the races haven't been there. But he is somebody who is very, very dedicated. Um, but he's a full-time bike rider, so he can afford to be. Um, but he is very, very strong. You know, you don't get up there and they start the crosses unless you've got some horsepower. Um, whether we can cut the masters with the big boys in the big races, we don't know yet. But, but we're going to give him free reign. See what goes. Yeah. Then we've got um, a guy called Josh Price. He's... Um, yeah, we know Josh, yeah, yeah. He was on the Welsh Cycling Academy last year. I've known Josh for a long time. He lives in the same road as one of my oldest mates, to be fair. Um, um, so I've known, I've, kept, I've had an eye on Josh since he was 16, but he has had his limitations when the road gets uphill, and we've had, his, we've had conversations about it. But his finishing sprint is, um, is lightning quick, and he was our best finisher in, in Otley, despite, obviously, the mayhem and the carnage that, that ensued yeah. there. Um, we've Sorry, got... If you can guide him to the finish, he'll probably finish it off for you. He's quick. You know, he's quick. There's not many people who get past him in a finish, even the big boys. He's quick, but we've just got to get him near the front. Um, we've got Farley, who's a, who's, a, who's a young lad. You know, these are under 23s. Um, we've got, you know... We've uh, got, Farley Barber. Yeah, he's another guy that I'm hoping is going to develop into a, a, a stronger rider. He just, he's, 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 got the, he's got ability and he's got... Obviously, dedication. He just needs to uh, um, probably mature a bit more. Some people mature quicker than others. 
um, in terms of his physicality, not, not his uh, mental state. Um, yeah. We've got Jake, Jake Hales, who's been at the team the longest. You know, he's he's been at the team a long time now. He's he's a bit of a journeyman. You know, he's 30 this year, but he's a regular serial National B winner, doesn't get dropped, knows what he's doing, comes up with the goods now and again. You know, he's, he's, he's one of those sort of riders. Um, typically top 10 all the time in the national rankings at Elite because he racks exactly up. Exactly what I was going to say. It's guaranteed top 10. Well, he's, he's never out of the points. He's never out because he can read yeah. a race. He's the most, you know, his race knowledge is bought in his nice, nice non... Uh, um, you know, there's, 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 oh, you know, I've got... There we go. Uh, Angus Hawkins, we don't know. Angus Hawkins is another one um, that we still haven't seen a lot of because, obviously, COVID's destroyed it because these were first-year seniors, yeah. Jay Farley and, and Angus. Yeah. And uh, Angus, I chose for the team and offered him a ride because he won one of those junior series races, the Bath Road race. Um, oh, yes, yeah. And you don't win them at that level, junior level, unless you're any good. Simple yeah. as no, he seems he seems a good nipper as well. We've chatted yeah. a lot on Twitter and stuff. Yeah, he seems he's, a good. He's nipper. a good lad. He's got a good sense of humour, um, which is also something you need to have to be in our team. Um, <laughs> otherwise, you don't last very long. We, we're going to, you know, I suppose it's my wife always says to me, "Why do you do it?" Because it gives, seems to give you more grief than what than what you get out of it. Yeah, but it doesn't because when I get those moments, like the eighth place in in, in roads. Against a top quality field, and the time, you know, Rupert's destroyed fields sometimes, and the time we've 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 been in the final mix amongst our peers, and also people who don't think who think they're superior to to us. Um, yeah. It actually brings tears to my eyes, and I was a bit sad because I love it when our guys succeed, and my ultimate goal is to find the next Hennessy, but this time kick him on to world tour, not just kick him on to mediocrity because that guy you know you don't win those under 23 against Veligans unless you were destined for the yeah. big time but something went wrong there and that, that saddened me yeah he, he so, kind of pissed about for a couple of years and then back at Canyon. Well, and, yeah and... it's all a bit yeah he kept falling off that was one of his problems you keep falling off you get forgotten about so um so so that's that's really us I don't think there's a lot else to say really you know what's our aspirations well I want to win but I'm still I'm still yeah. I'm still, I'm still, I, I, know how, I know how to win. That sounds really big-headed. Um, yeah. But we, I definitely know how to win. We've just got to get the guy in the right condition on the right day, and that'll be by doing these stage races and, 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 and hopefully them having a coach, a conditioning coach that actually knows what he's doing to bring them on to peak performance. Yeah, because that's, that's the last, you know, one of the things I'll conclude with. Also, these guys, we've got this coach. So on July the twenty third or something, when you've got to be flying whenever it is for for for, for um Ilkley Crit, you get your yeah. money back. Do you get your money back if you go and shit? <laughs> <laughs> and they just stare at me. Because if you want a bloke to if you want a bloke to tell you to ride your bike every day, I'll do it for a lot less money than they're charging. But it'll be it'll it won't be very detailed, but it'll have your same effect. Why do you need someone to tell you to go and ride your bike? I don't get it. I want someone to tell me that if you ride your bike like this, on July the 23rd at Ilkley, you'll be absolutely steaming. That's what I want. Yeah. But I haven't found one of their coaches that's done that for them yet. No. <laughs> so, um, so you know, 
Yeah. So we're recording this on Tuesday the 20th. Ilkley yeah. is on Friday 23rd. Yeah. Uh, who's your team? Who's your sending? Who's going to win it? We've got six. We've got six riders. Wow, we, you you were allowed six. We're allowed eight actually, but I I declined eight because we haven't gotten going well enough for that um, for 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 that race. To be fair, our rate our our leader is Josh. Yeah. Um, twice. If he can, it's a bit lumpy, Ilkley. I don't know if you've been there. We've got we've got a support support mechanism uh, around Josh, and our outsiders behind around Josh are George and Tom Cousins, George Kimber. But we've got Angus, Frazier and Farley riding. Now, Frazier, as I say, is a, yeah. is a domestic. Um, he's, 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 he's a guy who will we'll do his best and make sure, you know, look after him as best as he can. And the other guys, as I say, the youngsters, I, my, I don't put massive pressure on them. I tell them they're shit, but I don't put massive pressure on them. I say <laughs> to them, they, they've, got a, they've, got a, they've got to work out They've got to cut the bullshit and work out why they're not winning. Yeah, that's, 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 that's what I say to them in every race. Work out why you haven't won. Don't tell me... Because I always say, you get all this bollocks that comes out of them at the end races. And I say, that's funny, because I never... I never heard that from the winner. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's my, like, my, my repost every time to people... Oh, I got jumped. I got boxing. I got this. That's funny. The winner never said that. Yeah. So, so, and that you know, apart from falling off of mechanicals, to me, that's the only excuse you should have. Those are two excuses I'll, I'll sit with: falling off and mechanicals. Well, you can see the ones who are given their all. You can see them yeah. at the finish. And yeah. um, you know, so who's going to win? That's the other thing you asked me. I think we might get. We will get top. I think we'll get top fifteen, hoping to get top ten. I think, personally, I think Rob's got to win. There you go. I'm looking at, I'm looking at, the, at the field, and I've got the, I've got the actual field in front of me. Bostock. Well, I'd say, yeah, I'd say Bostock want to. He's but... a suspect. Um, in terms of Ribble, you've got Matt Gibson, obviously, be up there. Who else is going to... That Josh Tarling will be up there again. I know he's only a junior, but he will be. Yeah, I really like Josh Tarling. Um, I'm, I'm impressed. First, yeah. first junior, riding as well as that. This thing on Friday night is going to be the same as Otley if it doesn't split up. You're going to have all these... You're going to have Canyon and Ribble at the front yeah. in their lead-out trains. And as you come out around the final corner, all you're going to end up having is the ones who can burst into that lead-out train. And that's yeah. exactly what happened to us at Otley. Yeah? We were 13 to yeah, 14 yeah. where we were, or 14 to 15. I can't remember where we were now. Because we just couldn't get around the lead-out trains. Yeah. And basically that... That's what ended up, you know, everyone in front of you, if you look at where everyone in front of us, was basically Ribbon Canyon, and one yeah. or two stragglers, and then us. Yeah. yeah. The, the winner's going to come from them, too. It's going to come from Ribble or Canyon. It's going to be, yeah. I reckon it'll be Rob Scott. Yeah, I'm going to hang this thing on. It'll be Rob Scott or, or, or Gibson again. It's going, to be the, it's going to be exactly the same as it was the other week. It ain't going to be any different than that. You know, if, if Hennessy's got any form... Possibly, if he was on, yeah. if he was in form that he was on a couple of years ago, I said, well, like, well, he won't be, and he wanted to win it. Like Ennis is one of his players. If he wanted to win it and he trained for it, he'd win it. If I, if he said to me, I've trained for it, I'm definitely going to win on Friday night. If he rang me last week and said, I'm winning on Friday night, I'd tell you he'll win it because that's the sort of rider he is. Yeah, because that's what he used to do with me. I'm, 
you know, when he won me that bloody thing, he said, I'll win me out on Sunday for you. Well, he just used to win. And I go, well, oh, okay. Right, because he's, he's a winner. But there you go. That was, um, that's really me. I don't, you know, you can, there's yeah. lots of, lots of oh, more bots I can come out with. We've got a lot to cut out, haven't we? Well, I haven't used the C word, so it's not that bad. So, uh, yeah. So on was, that was my friend. Indeed. Well, I think we'll, I think we'll wrap it up. I'll um, yeah. I'll cut this down over the next couple of days or so, and we get it out hopefully yeah. before Ilkley. So, yeah. if you're listening to this now, Ilkley Grand Prix is probably today. Yeah. And fingers we, crossed. Yeah. Tom we, Cousins did a one, two, three. Yeah, we probably we probably settle for mediocrity again. So, um, <laughs> but at least we enjoy it. Yeah. See exactly. Russell, it's an absolute pleasure. You take care of yourself. Cheers, buddy. Cheers. Take care. Bye. See you later. Bye. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Quicklink Podcast, your daily microdose of pro cycling news and results. We're online at quicklinkpod.co.uk and across social media at quicklinkpod. You can support this show by using the code QUICKLINK when you shop with veloskin.cc for all your chamois cream and skincare needs and also at efswheels.com where UK customers can get themselves a full set of tubeless-ready full-carbon wheels for under £500. Please like and subscribe, share the show, and we'll be back with you tomorrow. Bye now.